Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to Off in the S is a podcast focusing on the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. I'm your host, Stu, and today we are going to be previewing the Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix presented by Lear, the final race at Belle Isle before the Detroit event moves downtown. Let's get into it. Jumping right into the deep end here, we're going to talk about some BOP adjustments. This coming in the DPI category, and it is the Cadillac receiving their third weight adjustment in the last three races. This one comes as a 15 kilogram increase um, after they were given a 10 kilogram break in weight reduction for mid-Ohio. At 960 kilograms, this is the heaviest that the Cadillacs will have been all season. There's not very much news coming out of GTD Pro right now, with them being absent from mid-Ohio and this upcoming weekend in Detroit, but WeatherTech Racing has finalized its GTE-AM driver lineup for the 24 Hours of Le Mans. Julian Andlauer and Thomas Merrill will be joining team regular Cooper McNeil in that number 79 Porsche. In GTD, the only BOP change that we see for Detroit is a 10 kilogram weight increase for those BMW M4 GT3s. Vassar Sullivan will field two GTD class entries once again in Detroit with that second Lexus returning for the second race in a row. Jack Hawksworth is reported to be the only driver confirmed in the number 17 Lexus. Well, or he was after it was later, he was later ruled out for this weekend's uh, Detroit race as he sustained an injury in a motocross accident. Yes, a motocross accident. Hopefully he was at least racing. Ben Parnacote, though, is set to pilot the Vassar Sullivan number 17, and uh, Vassar Sullivan has yet to confirm who the co-driver will be for Saturday's 100-minute race, as uh, Richard Highstand is, uh, he's understood to be prioritizing the 24 Hours of Le Mans and his commitments this weekend with the uh, with the testing day that they have. So, going to be interesting to see who uh, Vassar Sullivan pulls out of the woodwork here, but uh, I'm sure they're going to find somebody very competitive uh, for that Lexus entry. On a good note, though, it is you can note Jack Hawksworth is home and he is recovering, but a timeline for his return to racing has yet to be determined. Quick little editor's note here. Kyle Kirkwood has been confirmed in the number 17 Lexus to race alongside Ben Barnacote. Kirkwood, of course, coming off a 17th place finish in last weekend's Indianapolis 500. He has been drafted into the team as the designated silver-rated driver in that GTD category. Elsewhere in the 10-car GTD field, the NTE Sports Lamborghini, which you'll recall withdrew from the Lexus Grand Prix of Mid-Ohio, still remains absent. 
The Inception Racing entry is also not going to be there, uh, with the squad uh, having a double-duty conflict already, not even taking IMSA into consideration here. Uh, with the Fanatec GT World Challenge Europe that takes place at uh, Circuit Paul Ricard, as well as the 24 Hours of Le Mans Test Day. Head of Audi Sport Customer Racing, Chris Ranke, has denied rumors that the manufacturer's GT racing division could be wrapped up altogether. Although he did say that the activities are going to be realigned more to focus on electric vehicles. Audi is said to be aggressively targeting electrification as a brand strategy, and it has stated that it will be only launching new models with electric drive systems into that global market by 2026. Of course, recently rolled out is the Audi R8 LMS GT3 Evo 2, as well as the updated RS3 LMS TCR model, that, uh, that races in the Michelin Pilot Challenge. Of course, you'll recall there's no Audis on the grid in IMSA this season, um, largely due to the poor customer uh, customer service, I guess, that they essentially received. Access to parts was, uh, was said to be pretty difficult. Uh, so we'll see if, um, if Audi just might be starting to, to peter out on that GT side. We'll have to wait and see. Of course, with their recent announcement, their Formula One announcements and everything, and the shutting down of their LMDH uh, program, it's going to be interesting to see where they go in the, in their realignment within the racing world. On the flip side, though, on the flip side, though, the Mercedes AMG camp has uh, outlined the manufacturer's future trajectory in GT3 racing with the prospect of a new model arriving in 2025. Of course, the Mercedes AMG GT3, kind of iconic in the world of GT3 racing, and it made its global debut with customer teams in 2016, given a recent Evo update in 2020. They're saying they're going to stick with it until at minimum 2024, and then in 2025, a new homologation period begins, and it's going to be a good chance for them to look at the development of a new car. And lastly, to wrap up some GTD news, Honda Performance Development has named its third class of drivers for the HPD GT3 Academy. Among those names is a very familiar one to IMSA fans in Luca Mars. Uh, Mars has experience in open wheel and touring cars, and he currently sits 14th in the IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge GS class, having success with podiums in SCCA for F2000, and the Mazda Itamitsu MX-5 Cup. This year's Academy begins at Mid-Ohio on Wednesday and will visit VIR, Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and Sebring later this year. In some LMDH news, the Peugeot 9X8 Le Mans Hypercar will make its FIA World Endurance Championship race debut at the 6 Hours of Monza this July. There will be two cars set to compete at Monza, with Stellantis head of motorsport Jean-Marc Fino stating that James Rossiter will form part of the six-man driver lineup. Of course, Rossiter is going to be replacing Kevin Magnussen, who had to depart the team uh, after he was called up, called back up to Formula One uh, to, uh, to race with Haas. So Rossiter is going to join Paul DeResta, Jean-Eric Verne, Gustavo Menezes, 
uh, Loic Duvall and Mikhail Jensen on that roster, and uh, they have not confirmed the driver lineups for each of those cars yet. Uh, Rossiter has been a key member of that Peugeot LMH simulator track testing work. He's been involved pretty much since day one with them. And uh, Monza is going to be his first World Endurance Championship outing since the 2018 round that, uh, at Shanghai in uh, the LMP1 category. But before we go any further, make sure that you are subscribed on your favorite podcasting app to never miss an episode. You can also interact with us on Twitter or on YouTube at Off in the S's. Links to those can be found in the show notes. All right, let's get into a little bit here about the track that we're going to be racing on this weekend. The Raceway at Belle Isle Park has been hosting IndyCar races since 1992, back when it was known as the Kart Series. Of course, it's had a bit of a past with IndyCar. They stopped racing there for a number of years, but IMSA started to go to the to the Belle Isle track when IndyCar returned, and uh, that's back in the American Le Mans series days. And uh, since then, IMSA has run at the track 11 times, been a bit of a staple, and uh, it's a great little venue, beautiful, uh, beautiful island that it's uh, situated on. Uh, the 2.35 mile, 3.78 kilometer temporary street circuit features 14 turns as it winds through the Belle Isle State Park. You can find things. There's an aquarium there. There's a whole bunch of activities there uh, on the island. With the racetrack being situated on a very tight island, it, it is a very narrow track. It's also very rough. The Detroit winter is really taking a toll on this track. Lap times range from a minute and 20 seconds for the DPIs down to about a minute 30 seconds for those GTDs. And the, the narrow and bumpy nature of this circuit will not allow for very many passing opportunities. So you're going to see some beating and banging to get passes done. There's no doubt about that. You're going to see cars banging into the wall. You're going to be seeing... It's going to be action. There's going to be action, <laughs> uh, despite there not being too many great passing opportunities. But uh, one one spot that you can look out for some passing opportunities: the 90 degree turn three and heading into turn seven. Both at the end of fairly reasonably length straightaways, the two longest straightaways that we see on this track. Uh, there's gonna, there's some decent passing opportunities to go uh, into those corners. Also, though, keep an eye out for passes in turn five as well. There were a number of successful and unsuccessful attempts there in 2021, leading to some accidents, especially in that GT category. So keep an eye out for things there in turn five, as well as turn three and turn seven. Well, what else can you expect uh, here this weekend? It's going to be a 100-minute race, and with it being such a short race, even shorter than those two-hour, 40-minute sprint races that the drivers uh, have, of course, they have more of those on the calendar, um, drivers cannot afford to make a single problem around here. Can't put a foot wrong anywhere. There's no room for error around this track. If you make a mistake, you're in the wall. And any incident that you have is probably going to rule you out of contention that day. 
It is going to be a great day for racing in Detroit, though. Temperatures are forecasted to be in the low 70s, about 23 degrees Celsius on race day, and no risk of rain, so you don't have to worry about that. The one thing these drivers aren't really going to have to worry about as much this year either is traffic. Um, this year, we will see 16 cars take to the track, which is down from 20 entries in 2021. They're going to be spread across two classes, with six being in the DPI category and 10 GTD entries. Full entry list, by the way. You can find that in the show notes. In 2021, there were 66 laps turned by the victorious Cadillac Chip Ganassi racing entry of Renga van de Zander and Kevin Magnussen. Uh, meanwhile, in GTD, it was the number 23 heart of racing Aston Martin of Roman D'Angelis and Ross Gunn that took the victory there. Heading into the point standings now. For the DPI category, it is the number 10, Konica Minolta Acura, uh, the Wayne Taylor Racing entry. They lead the way in DPI with 1,707 points. Number 60, Meyer Shank Racing entry is in second, not too far behind with 1,675 points. And then that 02 Cadillac Chip Ganassi Racing entry has 1,603 points. Meanwhile, in the GTD category, it is the number 32 Gilbert Korthoff Mercedes that leads the way there. 1,237 points. They are they just have an, a 12-point lead on the number 16 Wright Motorsports Porsche that has 1,225 points. To note this year, and an interesting change specifically for the G, uh, GTD class, um, the GTD class is going to earn points in this race towards both the season-long class championship and the IMSA WeatherTech Sprint Cup. So previously, this was a Sprint Cup only race, um, and that was uh, that that drivers would they would not earn points towards the season-long championship. But this one is going to count towards the season-long championship. Um, and the two, the two most recent races, as I just mentioned, were uh, just towards the Sprint Cup. So maybe their thoughts were going to be, oh, we can entice some more GTD teams to come out for Detroit this year. But that really doesn't seem like it was the case. I know that last year, I mean, really, we only lost... There were two of the Corvettes that were in the GTE field, or the GTLM field, pardon me, um, at that time. But... Uh, but yeah, an, a loss of four cars from last year. It a little bit disappointing to see, but um, but maybe when it returns next year for uh, for the race in downtown Detroit, that that'll be uh, a little bit different. We'll have to wait and see. Well, there's not going to be that much IMSA racing that's on this weekend. Uh, we'll get into that schedule in just a second, but there is going to be some other racing on to uh, to keep you entertained. Formula E is in Jakarta. Don't know if you're going to want to wake up for this one, though. It is Saturday morning at 4 a.m. Eastern Time, so uh, set your alarms for that one. NASCAR is going to have you covered on this side of the Atlantic, though. They are going to have... They have three races going on this weekend, starting off with the Toyota 200 for the NASCAR Truck Series. They're at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Uh, they're going to have that race go off on Saturday at 1.30 
p.m. Eastern Time. The Xfinity Series and the Pacific Office Automation 147 at Portland International Raceway. Yes, this is a road course race, so it could be very interesting to tune into. Uh, that is going to go also on Saturday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And then, of course, the Cup Series and the Enjoy Illinois 300 presented by Ticket Smarter is also at Worldwide Technology Raceway. That's going to go Sunday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And then, of course, IndyCar. They're there with IMSA at Belle Isle this weekend. They are going to be going on Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Then, of course, there is IMSA. As we, as I mentioned, there's not really much IMSA going on this weekend. They're just, it's just the, the uh, WeatherTech Championship that's, uh, that's in Detroit. Um, you can catch practice. Uh, you can follow along with the practice results. Not going to be televised anywhere. Uh, but uh, practice goes on Friday morning, 8 a.m. and also at noon. And then qualifying will be broadcast. Uh, that goes 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, that's going to be on IMSA TV only. And then on Saturday, the race for the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship and the Chevrolet Sports Car Classic goes at 3.10 p.m. Eastern Time. You can catch that on Peacock, USA, and IMSA TV. Well, that is going to wrap up our Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix preview episode. A big thank you to our newest patron, Alex, as well as all of our early Patreon supporters really do appreciate uh, all of the support. If you too want to support the show, then you can go to patreon.com slash off in the S's. You can also support the show by hitting that subscribe or follow button on your favorite podcasting app to never miss a new episode and by leaving us a review. You can follow along with us on Twitter or on YouTube at off in the S's. Once again, thank you for tuning in. I hope everyone has a great race weekend and doesn't go off in the S's.